I will be reading from the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verses 6 to 9. Again, that is Philippians, chapter 4, verses 6 to 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. The title of today's sermon is Panic, Apathy, or Prayer. Paul wrote to the Philippians to thank them for the financial support that they gave him and to report concerning his situation as a prisoner of the gospel. Paul encouraged them to stand firm in the face of persecution. Here is Paul the Apostle, imprisoned because of the gospel of Christ, encouraging the Philippian believers to rejoice and to be anxious for nothing. To be gentle meaning to be calm, to be moderate. But in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, and saying that the God of peace will give them peace, will guard their hearts and minds. And he exhorted them to think the proper way and to practice everything they saw in him and they learned from him. Number one, rejoice in the Lord always. And that is in every situation. Rejoice always means whether we feel good or not good, whether it seems like we should worry or panic. Scripture says we should rejoice in the Lord always. Always become collected and moderate in behavior. Again, let's read that verse, verses 4 and 5. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. If you look at that word gentle, the word gentle spirit actually means you are calm. You are moderate in your behavior. You are not excessive in your behavior. We rejoice in the Lord always. 
and we should be calm. Let people see, let all men see how calm you are, even though the context here is there is persecution against the believers of Jesus Christ. And the Lord is near us. His presence is with us. So I encourage everyone at this season and at this time, in the midst of this crisis, this pandemic covering the globe, to rejoice in the Lord and to be calm and collected. Do not panic. Look unto the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Number two, replace anxiety with prayer. The result will be the peace of God in our hearts. If we do not worry or we are not anxious, but if we instead pray with thanksgiving, pray with thanksgiving and let our requests be made known to God. In such a crisis, we can do some things, but we have no control of how fast this virus will be. In their context then, they, they don't know when they will be persecuted, when they will be arrested, when they will be ridiculed or beaten or killed. However, Paul says, in the light of that, do not be anxious. Paul himself, a prisoner of the gospel, was not anxious. He was writing in prison, saying, do not worry for anything, but in everything by prayer that covers anything. The context may be persecution, but that may include all things that we go through. Everything by prayer and supplication. We pray. Let's read that, verses 6 to 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So, first, do not be anxious for anything. In everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, meaning we're thanking God even in a difficult situation. To thank God even though uh, the situation is not as good as we would like it to be. And if it gets worse than where, from where we are now, the instruction is the same. Do not worry. Prayer. Pray with thanksgiving. To thank God in everything. And that's one sign of a believer who is trusting God. They learn to rejoice. They learn not to worry. And they learn to thank Him in all things. If we look at verses 6 and 7, if we do these things, the result would be the peace of God. And I do believe it is God's supernatural peace it says here, which surpasses all comprehension, where the human mind cannot explain it. If you experience God's peace, we cannot explain it in words except that we are assured by God in our hearts. The peace of God. 
that surpasses all comprehensions, all understanding, the peace of God himself will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And, and this is important, that we experience the peace of God. But here, Paul, Paul shows us that it begins by deciding not to worry and deciding to pray. And decide our, that our prayers would have thanksgiving, no matter what the situation is. And the peace of God will be upon us. Number three, watch your thoughts. Watch our thoughts. In verse 8, Paul wrote, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. So Paul advises, well, actually states that our mind should dwell on things that are true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, is pure, is lovely, whatever is of good repute, excellence, or anything worthy of praise, think on these things. Now, in times of crisis, many of us would probably lean on thinking on the worst. There's nothing wrong with preparing for the worst. But worrying for the worst is a different thing. Being concerned and making the necessary preparations is, is good. However, with a negative emotion while you, while you prepare for it is not good. Why? Well, worry and fear clouds the mind. A high concern is better than worry. Think through it, solve the problem, prepare for it, but do not include the negative emotions. We are advised to pray, be anxious for nothing, but we are also told by Paul that our mind should dwell on the things that are good. Right now, the coronavirus or COVID-19 is bad news. People are dying and people are getting sick. However, we are also thankful that the medical professionals and governments all over the world are preparing for this or focusing on these things. We are thankful that there are those giving their time to create a new vaccine for it. And governments are sharing what they are experiencing there is something good in this even though there is bad news some people think how can a good god allow this if you think that way it means you don't understand the god of the bible he does allow these things although he does offer salvation for the soul but he does not guarantee a a a suffering-free life on earth. He does not guarantee a problem-free life. 
In fact, what is guaranteed if you become a believer is suffering, trials, because God uses that to strengthen us, our minds, and our hearts. In the Old Testament, there were uh, rules. If somebody has a skin disease or any or some form of disease, they have to be outside the camp. It's a certain number of days, I mean. I mean, quarantine was already practiced in the Old Testament. God is a good God, yes, but He's also a just God. And the situation of the earth is just that. Adam and Eve had to leave the garden because of their sin. Therefore, humanity was exposed to an imperfect world. It's just part of the consequence of the sins of our forefathers. But God's goodness is not found in alleviating plagues or healing us of every disease, but He does that, praise the Lord, or making sure that all our financial needs are met. And yes, by God's grace, He does that. Hallelujah. But there are times he does not. There are times he makes us pray more, endure more for his purpose. We must understand that God is a God of purpose. He does not promise a, a, a comfortable life, but he did promise that our souls would be saved and that his presence shall be with us. That doesn't mean we don't believe, we don't pray for healing. That doesn't mean we don't pray for provisions. We should. However, in our hearts, in our minds, we must trust the will of God and not pretend to know the will of God all the time except what is revealed in Scripture. Number four, practice the wisdom of Scripture. Paul said to the Philippians, the things you have learned and received and heard, the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. That is verse 9. He mentioned about the God of peace, God's peace coming to us if we are not anxious and if we pray. He also mentions that the things you learned from me Practice and the God of peace will be with you. So, yes, there is prayer, there is elimination of worry and anxiety, and there's a right way of thinking, thinking on the things that are true, honorable, right, and pure, and lovely, and whatever is good, whatever is excellent, think on those things, but also practice what Scripture has said. Paul said, if you follow what you have learned from me, if you practice them, then the God of peace will be with you. Let's bring it home some more in the application for our context. Number one, COVID-19 is now considered a pandemic. Believers should respond properly. The wrong responses would be, one, to worry and panic. 
to worry and panic. So do not worry and do not panic. Next is another wrong response would be to take the situation lightly. To apply faith in the wrong way. Why should I listen to the guidelines of the government or medical professionals? God will protect me. And therefore, I don't mind being careless. I don't mind going to crowded places. I don't mind. Maybe I shouldn't wash my hands. Just thinking that, oh, God will protect me. Therefore, I am no longer responsible. I do foolish things. That's because of wrong theology. We cannot take this thing lightly. We should pray. We should safeguard ourselves. But we should not worry or panic either. Number two, practice the wisdom of Scripture. Let us submit to government guidelines of social distancing, proper hygiene, and self-quarantine. Well, social distancing, they say, avoid touching one another. Avoid getting too close. I mean, one meter distance from others would be a good distance. Anything closer would probably be called viral range. Proper hygiene of continuously washing our hands, con con continuously cleaning our homes, and self-quarantine. If you feel sick or you have a fever or you got in contact with somebody Try to isolate yourself. Dr. Steve, one of our pastors here, mentioned that if ever you need to go to the hospital, do not go to the private hospitals. They will reject you, most probably. Go to BMC, which is probably more equipped. And... Avoid crowds. That's why we are suspending our Sunday service this coming Sunday, and you're watching a video right now. It's for the sake of the protection of our members. Now, if any foolish person would say, it's a lack of faith, not gathering, that person has a wrong way of thinking. And I do suggest that person to volunteer himself or herself in the midst of this pandemic if they think they have the faith to withstand. Because faith is not practiced that way. Faith is trusting what the Word says according to the intents of the author, studied within the context historically and, and literary, understanding it before we apply it. Faith is being grounded in the truth of Christ, not what we think, not name it and claim it. If I say so, therefore it shall. No, brothers and sisters. 
Wisdom, the book of wisdom, Proverbs, says that prudence is an important thing. We have to be wise in every situation. We must be shrewd as serpents, as Christ said. So practice the wisdom. Let us protect our family and our community. Number three, stay calm and collected. What do I mean by calm? You know what calm is. Collected is don't scatter your mind and emotion and body everywhere. Some people have their body here, their mind somewhere else, and their emotions somewhere else. Unite your mind, heart, and body, everything. Be moderate in your actions. Do not panic. Do not have wild emotions of worry or fear, but rather be calm, be moderate, be careful. Do what must be done and trusting and believing in God's protection. You see, if God spare us, then we shall rejoice in Him. And that is our prayer, that God would spare everyone we know. And God would stop this virus. That is our prayer. And if He does spare us, we rejoice in Him in one way, of course. Yet we also grieve for those who've lost their loved ones. But let me say this. But if He does not spare us from death, if this is the time we must go, then we trust in his will. For the believer, if you are a true believer, there is no fear of death in us. In fact, Paul calls it an advantage, a blessing. That he prefers to be with the Lord, but because he still has work here, he stays. If for the Lord it is time for us to go, we embrace it. But yet we pray that God would spare us. Number four, pray with thanksgiving. Pray with thanksgiving. We believe God is a God of purpose and nothing is by accident. And we believe that God is doing something in the midst of what's happening today. Yes, we should pray for our families, communities, and let us pray for the nations of the world. Now Europe is heavily affected. We should pray for them. Our prayers may be very specific. Let us pray for government agencies. Let us pray for presidents of nations. Let us pray for... for for the heads of the medical teams and the medical professionals. Because like in Wuhan, many, many medical professionals were affected and they also perished. Yet they were willing to put their life on the line, being at the front line of this. Let us pray for the doctors and nurses that we know. Let us pray that our town, our region will be spared. 
We pray for those developing the vaccine that they would soon develop one quickly, but effectively. In this time and season, it is good to be reminded not to panic, not to be apathetic, but to pray. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence... And if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. May the God of peace be everyone this Sunday and this season of the pandemic. May God's Spare us all. God bless you and good day.